0: Southern California, this is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter,
1: or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, I'm excited for this Saturday night show. I am on location in Boise, Idaho. Uh, We are actually in a studio in uh, Calvary Chapel, Boise with Greg Burst, which is from a lakeside church out in Arkansas. Yeah. What is up?
0: Lake Point, baby. Lake Point
1: Church in Arkansas. Um, We've been, as you guys know, we tour all over the world. And uh, with uh, Sonny Sandoval, we got contacted by one of his friends that's out in um, Arkansas. And they wanted to come out and do some ministry stuff. And in that process, uh, I've never been to Arkansas ever in my life. I've been all over the United States. I've been actually all around Arkansas.
2: Yeah. Were Um, you
0: scared while you were there?
1: No, no. I actually liked it a lot. It was actually really (laughs) fun.
0: Hey, Arkansas get a little crazy, at the party.
1: I know, I know. No, it was it was guns, hot. knives. Well, that's that's what I really liked about it. I felt really at home, and I was surprised that I was never there. Yeah, you know. But we we got to go there. We met some friends, and we I got introduced to you, yeah. one night, and uh, you know we were doing some skate park events. But just getting connected with you, hanging out. I meet a lot of different people in a lot of different places, but then there's some people that I you know I just connect with, and I'm just like, dude, I just love. Certain people that are just on fire for God that like genuinely, like they love God and they genuinely want to reach people. And they're not caught up in in the hype of of ministry. They're not trying to find a place in ministry for themselves. They're just like, we just got to reach people. You have a heart and compassion. That's what's up. And you have the love of Christ in you. And that's where I resonated with you when I first met you.
0: I thought it was my cologne.
1: It, it wasn't. Come it wasn't. Oh, okay. it's, not, right. it's not that good. <laughs> but it, it could have been your charger car, though. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we had
0: some fun with that. Dude, it's just what it's about. Like, I mean, it's, it's all about Jesus. And yeah. so the more that we make much of his name and the more we elevate Jesus, that's, that's our job, man, Till we, till we uh, become warm dirt and go to heaven.
1: Exactly. Well, I want to bring you on the uh, show just to talk about, you know, your passion for Christ what god 's doing with you and how God had got a hold of your life because I believe you 're a pastor 's kid as well yeah. and and when I was in your office, I saw like some guitars mm-hmm. um, on your wall, so you were in like a punk rock band yeah. back in the you know yeah, so is? I was
0: the bad p k you know the pastor 's kid never I heard was, of those never heard of those <laughs> yeah right yeah so so that 's probably what we have in common a little bit you know I remember in, in high school man i was I was trying to get drunk and trying to get ladies, and that yeah. was my goal, and I knew it was wrong, but yeah. it was kind of like one of those deals where. Uh, my guidance system was jacked up because I was trying to prove that I wasn't goody two shoe. And we moved a lot, you know. We yeah. moved a lot with with, with your dad, but up with my dad, we moved a lot. And so I'm constantly having to meet new friends, trying to prove myself through sports and through you know just whatever means possible. And so, man, it's just been one of those things where we're like, um, yeah, I was on the wrong path fast, in I the have, wrong direction. I have a
1: question for you, since you're a PK like yeah, yeah. like myself. So how did your dad react to all this when you started, you know, wiling out and chasing girls and doing this stuff? Did did he know what was going on or is it more hidden or were you more like, you don't care?
0: Yeah, that's a great question because I think they knew, but they also knew they they allowed me the freedom to do some things that, that, you know, like I came home and I would be drunk out of my mind and I would go right to my bedroom. I was smart enough to go right to the bedroom, hey mom, and then go in there. But I'm like, they had to know something was going on. And uh, and and when I was like a, a freshman in, in high school, I was dating like a junior and senior girls. Mm-hmm. They would pick. I couldn't even drive, and they would pick me up in a car. And I'm like, if my son, you know, got picked up in a car, I'd be like, what? But they were. I don't know. They they. I think they played it cool. I think they were praying for me. I think they did a lot of you yeah. know knee bends. Yeah. And 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 it paid off over over
1: time. Did you know that I had that same story? What? I was dating older girls, and they would pick me up because I couldn't drive. I was yeah. a freshman. Yeah. Isn't that a quincaug? I'm, t- <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, but like right now, like oh, so. I have three girls in a son, and I would be like, if my girls exactly. went to pick up a guy in their car,
1: I'd I be know like, what are you I doing? And I'm like ah.
0: And so, yeah, God's grace is real, and, and I'm a living testimony of it, and I know you are too.
1: So, well, how long did you, I mean, how long did it take for you to actually get a hold, you know, God to get a hold of your life? I mean, did you go to college, you know, walking away from God, or how was that a high school thing? Yeah,
0: I mean, I wish I, was, I, wish I could say it was clean and easy. Yeah. In high school, my senior year, a buddy of mine, we played football together. I'm in Texas right now, mm-hmm. so we're in Texas, right. and, and football's everything. And so, one of my buddies, his house burned down. And his parents got fired up for Jesus. They, they 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 made it. They realized what they were doing was wrong. They were in a country western band. And they just followed Jesus hard. And he had to get rid of, I'll never forget, he had to burn all of his rock music. Oh, like shoot. all of his motley crew back in the day. The Quiet Ride. All the yep. Twisted Sister. All that stuff that, you know, we kind of grew up in the 80s metal. Yeah. And and I was like, what are you doing? Like, give it to me. Yeah. And But he was on fire for Jesus. And... And so what ended up happening to me is I was, in, I was in church. I think I had a headache from the night before, right. had too much to drink, and I'm a, and, and I'm a senior in high school, and I, was, I decided to listen to my dad who was preaching, but I listened to him like not like it's my dad, because I, I knew my dad when he came home, and he was a great man. He's with Jesus now, but he wasn't perfect, right? Right. But I just said, I want to listen to this guy like he's just like the man of God. Right. And he talked about grace and he talked about a God that wants a relationship he talked about how it's not about religion he started talking about how like no matter what we've done in our past like Jesus still is for me not against me mm-hmm. and I just in that moment I'm like i I really need to follow Jesus because my life is hell right now i'm I'm wrecking my life right now and I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to know the truth and I'm not walking in it
1: hey that's pretty interesting that you actually are listening to your dad for this message because I know me growing up it's like I always like looked at my dad as my dad but yeah, yeah he, he, I know he was a pastor and he was legit but I always like received from other pastors
0: yeah, because bro, I get
1: it it's not my dad you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but that's so interesting that you actually turned on your dad Or you were listening to your dad, and and that message actually spoke to you, and that's when you decided to repent. That was that in college? You say no, that was
0: like my senior year. So that was your senior. So I've been a drummer. I I played in bands. I used to just man, I love the drums, and so I was rocking out. We had a rock and roll band, whatever. And then my buddy that that he got saved. Like he started following Jesus. So he and I started a band, a Christian band. There were no Christian bands. Um, it was like Petra, right. like you know, uh, DeCarmo yeah. and Key. I mean, this is old school. Yeah, and 80s, but we were like, 82. we were like, dude, we want to be, we want to be more like what we hear, like you know, like the crew. We want to be more like these other bands that that are coming up that are just like we don't want to sound Christian, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. And so we were trying to be real edgy. We met a guitar player, and we just started playing. And and God was working through that. I thought I was going to be a musician. We yeah. thought we were going to move to Nashville. We graduated from from high school and then just like all bands you know they kind of go through this stage and and one of the guys decided to go to college and another one's get married and then I decided I better go to college and so that didn't that didn't go exactly the way we thought it was but what I started to do is really pursue a relationship with the lord
1: what did that look like man it looked like cuz there's there's people that are listening right now yeah. and and they then they're in this place in their life and they could be in the same situation they could be like quitting a band yeah. what am I going to do in my life am I going to yeah. go to college but also just like, you know, because some of the DMs I uh, recently got that people are looking for a relationship and what that looks yeah. like. How do you pursue Yeah, that's a great God. question. And so
0: what happened is I had I had a girlfriend during that time that she loved Jesus, but we didn't really know what it means. It's, it's my wife today. Awesome. I, I married her. But we started going to different churches, and we just started trying to figure it out, man. And we're just trying to figure out because because I didn't want religion. I wanted I wanted a relationship, and I wanted God to be a part of my life, mm. but I didn't know how to do that. So, so what we started to do is started attending different churches, and and then and just kind of kept coming back to this: mm. what's it what's it mean to be okay with Jesus? And the challenge with that is that you can't keep sinning and, and be okay with Jesus, because the challenge with that is that like God loves. He loves the, the sinner, but he hates the sin.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And so I kept trying. And I wish I could say it was easy peasy. We figured it out, and we were riding out in the sunset. But there's struggles in there, and there's tensions. And I didn't always do the right things. And, and, but, but it was through time that God just continued to show himself real, continued to show himself. Hmm. And, and as, I, as I was in college and right before we got married, we really started building a relationship. And we started asking God tough questions. Like I started asking God, like, what do you want me to do with my life? Yeah. Because I wanted to make money, and right. I started out in the banking industry. I was all about making money, and I still love Jesus, but I said I'll just give God my money. And and it was really, it was really our first couple of years being married. We were asking God these tough questions,
1: but we're kind of living life for ourselves, chasing yeah. that American dream. Yeah, and then just got- and and, that's, and but that's the thing too, because I mean when you're when you have a wife and you're going to get married, I mean we, we all know that it takes money to yeah. put gas, yeah. rent. I mean, so it's not a bad thing. Yeah. To, to want to provide and do that, but yeah. it's like when money becomes – career becomes a god. When the thing
0: is, the question you have to answer is when's enough enough? Yeah, like, that's and, true. And, and what, <laughs> For me, I'm kind of an all-in guy. That's what we get along to. I'm like I'm 100 in them, and I'm going I'm to go for it. So I'm working at the bank, and I want to run the bank. I want to run – I'm talking like CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with Nations Bank, now Bank of America. I'm the youngest assistant vice president in the company, and I'm doing extremely well – making money, doing exactly what, thinking I'm providing for my family. But the whole time, um, I, my, we had a first daughter, and I don't remember her walking. Like I don't remember my daughter taking her first steps because I was much, working yeah. so much, and, and I thought it was for my family, but it was really for me. Yeah, I thought I thought I was honoring God, but I was really I had idolatry in my life, and I, and it all came to a head like it always does, and I hit a crossroads. If I continue this path, I'm going to be divorced, and everything I love the most is my wife, and at that time my only daughter. I'm going to lose them, and I could get the brass ring, and I could be CEO, I could mm. go down that path, but I'm going to lose everything I really love. Yeah, and I said, okay, God. I need you to step in. And I, what I did is, it's, it's like what Sonny says. I just prayed a big boy prayer and I said, yeah. God, I'm ready to do whatever you want me to do. Mm. And we moved. We left Dallas. We were in Dallas keeping up with the Joneses.
1: Yeah. We left
0: there, went to Denver uh-huh. and then I just took a menial job at a bank there and just did. I just asked God to show me. Got involved with the church there. Thought it was going to be music. Started playing drums again. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be with a band. I met this kid and he had a, a guitar center. He had an ad. Hey, drummers needed for band, Christian band. I'm like, okay, I'll check that out. Well he was doing a worship band. And now worship music isn't back then what it is today. Like we had a, and, and you're playing, as you're, the deer.
1: You're playing more stuff like Crew.
0: Soundgarden. Like we're we <laughs> Dawn. Like we're doing oh, yeah. like, you know, we're doing some crazy stuff, rap, rock, kind of just some cool stuff, yeah, yeah. you know. And, 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 and then what we're, we're looking at this and like, so I'm trying to do filter and kind of this this edgy stuff, and the dudes want me to play as the deer panthers. I'm like, dude, I'm out on that. But he said, I'm starting a church for people who don't like church. And I said, Bro, you gotta tell me about it. He yeah. was going to Denver Seminary at the time. Okay. God uses this guy's name. His name's Eric Bain. Eric, if you're out there, we love you, man. And and, and so we met. We met at Einstein's Bagels. We met at the coffee shops. And I said, "Tell me about it. Tell me about it." And that's where God was working. And I'd ran. I told people, I had blue haired ladies, you know, those old ladies with the blue hair. Yeah, they yeah. pat me on the head and they say, oh, you're going to be such a good pastor. You probably had them too, um, you know, under your dad's yeah, shadow. Oh, yeah. you're going to be a great pastor. And in my mind, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be a pastor yeah. because yeah. I see what you do to my dad. Yeah. I see what you guys put him through. Yeah. And I love the church, but I saw that underneath the skirt of the church yeah, yeah. and it wasn't pretty. Yeah. yeah. And so I said, I'm never going to be a pastor. And as exactly, you, you never tell God what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. Yeah, it's,
1: it's so interesting. You, <laughs> yeah. you run. It's like almost like you have that call in your life, but then you're trying to run from it. Mm-hmm. And then God. And it's funny because a lot of these people that you know, pastors that are put in place, they never wanted to be a pastor. Yeah, I never wanted. Nor did my father. He was a martial artist, right? Yeah. He's a like kung fu. And and then he started playing Chuck's CDs at, after the the martial arts. And I think everyone just stuck around because they didn't want to get beat up by the the grandmaster. <laughs> and then everyone started getting saved. And then it turned awesome. into a church, but same thing with you. You grew yeah. up as a pastor's kid. Yeah. You're you're kind of running. You're like, I just, I have no way. Okay, but I now knew, I, knew,
0: I knew I knew that there had to be a better way. Yeah. Like our, we're real traditional, and there's nothing wrong with tradition. We love tradition, but I was never listening to an organ. Yeah. I, I just you know I'd bring my boys to church, my football boys, and they're like, Why is your dad wearing a dress? Because he'd have an all bond. He'd have this long thing, you know, because that's that's kind of our tradition. Again, nothing wrong with that. But I'm thinking to myself, to reach people that aren't being reached, you have to do things different than what the church is doing. Yeah. Because if what the church is doing was working, everybody would be saved, right? Right, right. And so that challenged me in my mind. And God was working through that. And so what I said I would never do, all of a sudden I, I came home. I'll never forget this. I came home and we're in Denver. And I said, sweetheart, talk to Christy. I said, I think the Lord is telling me that I'm supposed to be a pastor. And did her jaw drop? And she, she said, that's what I thought. I thought, man, she's <laughs> going to divorce me. This is like, she, <laughs> she married a businessman. She didn't marry a pastor. Yeah. And she said, that's exactly what the Lord told me. I've been thinking that for two months. I said, well, why didn't you tell
1: me? Yeah. Throw a dog
0: a bone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, that's between you and God. He had to tell you that. Yeah. And So I laid a fleece out. I said, God, if you want me to do this, I'm the breadwinner in our family at this time. You know, she's an occupational therapist, but she was staying home with our, with that time we had our second daughter. Oh yeah. And, and so she's, she's staying home and I'm like, God, you know what I need? Our bills, our finances, all this stuff. If this is real, you got to show me how you're going to provide. The next day I got a check in the mail for a substantial amount of money for a lawsuit from my previous employer, the bank I was at, there was a lawsuit. I didn't even know I was in on, they had to pay back pay Because of, it's it's crazy. So I'm looking at this check, which was significant, had some zeros to it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I showed it to my wife and we packed our bags. I said we're going that's amazing and that's all God and I wish I could say it yeah. was easy we went to seminary this little thing called 9-11 happened oh yeah we had a, a quarter of a million dollar house which isn't a big deal here does isn't yeah. a big deal anymore but back in the day a quarter million dollar house was significant yeah. we're, we're we have nobody looking at our house which we still have to pay for while I'm in seminary learning how to be a pastor and no income <laughs> and we're like, and I got the check, but I'm like, the check's good, but it, how long is it going to last? last? <laughs> and God was showing off. And I could tell you so many stories, Ryan, of what God was doing. But the bottom line was, I had this moment where I was like, God, I thought I was your boy. And because and, it wasn't working out like I thought it was. Mm. And, uh, and he showed me I was this boy over time, how he provided through people. Mm-hmm. I'd show up at my car and there'd be a $20 bill on my window. I've heard
1: these
2: stories I didn't have so gas much. money, dude. Yeah.
1: Never, we never went without yeah we never went without god always prov- he still does it man i feel like i'm talking to my dad right now with these stories that's it's the same thing cause when my dad started these you know he went after to the, start a church they had nothing poor yeah. and they, they'd open the mailbox and there'd be like a check in there yeah we didn't have yeah. money to have my my brother and then all of a sudden there was a hundred dollar check yeah. in there. it's like just random groceries Boom. never went out up. always provided yeah but we you know that we and this is a thing that's that that is said in, in, in our group of people is that uh you know where god guides where God guides god provides absolutely and and that's, you're, that's so you're, you're, a, you're a typical you're just a, the, the story of what God does when you go after him and you had that call and you went and you got you know you became a pastor and now you 're out in uh in Arkansas. Yeah. Here.
0: Yeah. So I graduated from cemetery. I mean, I mean, seminary <laughs> and, uh, and I, hey, professors, I'm sorry, but it, it, you know, it's just one of those things. Like when I went to seminary, I thought we were going to go out on weekends and tell people about Jesus. Yeah. And I got there and all these guys wanted to do was read books and hang out in the library. Right. And I'm like, come on, bro. We got to go out. There's people out there dying. Yeah. And so I, I realized I was a different, I was cut from a little different cloth than some of these guys that were here. And again, no dish on them, but it was yeah. just like, God wired me to reach people people and so when I was graduating I had this guy come on our campus and talk about church planting and I was like church what he's like church planting, starting a new church I'm like I know what church planting is but I didn't think our tribe was doing any of that you know and we weren't we weren't doing a whole lot of it but they said we'd like you to go start a church and we have these opportunities one's a beach ministry in Charleston which I'm like, ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah come yeah. on, let's let's do that. Opportunity in Nashville. Of course I love the music scene, so I'm like, Oh, let's do that. And then he said there's this other place that's in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I'm like, What? I'd never I've been to Arkansas one time when right. we lived in Dallas to go camping, mountain biking, and we got lost. We're like, Where are we? <laughs> to this day I still don't know where I was at in Arkansas. We we just got lost. Yeah. It was before we had maps and all that stuff. But um, the Google maps, but um, but yeah, so God was working. We went and visited because I said, I'm not going to quench the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I believed in the Holy Spirit that he would guide me. Yeah. I believe what the word of God says about the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, my wife did too. I said, if, if we better check every opportunity and see if God's in it. Right. So I'm about to graduate. We went to my parents in Dallas for Christmas and I couldn't stop thinking about Hot Springs. And it didn't make sense. It's yeah. just a small little community. It's gorgeous. It's, it's, it's amazing. But at the time, we're big city people, bro. Right. We're like Dallas, Denver. Exactly. We're thinking New York can't be big enough. We're, we're ready to take on the world. And Hot Springs? Yeah. And, and I told my wife, it was, it was Christmas. And I said, sweetheart, I can't, I don't know what it is, but. I'm you really, couldn't get out of your mind. I can't get out of my mind. I so said, yeah. I really believe God's calling us to Hot Springs.
1: And you know what she said? I've been thinking the same exact Thing. And that's what happens. God uses with you and your wife. Jesus. He 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 talks to he speaks to both, so yeah. everyone's both on the same page. Two will become one, and you can't get yeah. it out of your mind. And mm-hmm. that's how you know you're like, why do I keep thinking yeah. about this? Yeah,
0: the two become one is not just sex, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it is for sure. Yeah. But also, it's like it's like God's gonna use your helpmate. You guys yeah. are gonna be together on it. And so, man, I always test things. If I think it's if I think it's God, I'm, I'm I'll ask my I'll ask my wife, Chris, I say you
1: pray about it. And that's why that's why God's given it. I know the same thing with your wife, man, that he affirms it. So. Absolutely many 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 times. We'll be praying about stuff or talking about going somewhere and she'll say the same thing and i'm like okay well looks like this is what we're gonna do and that's that's he speaks to both and it doesn't make sense a lot of times
0: when god is calling us to something man it just doesn't make sense you're like are you for real god like we're gonna go to arkansas my friends listen we're at the seminary check this out we're gonna graduate and they're telling everybody's walking across the line graduating they're telling oh you're going to new york city oh you're going to nashville and then i get up there and they're going. Arkansas, And everybody gasped. Like, and I had guys coming up to me going, dude, what did you do? Who did you make mad? You're going to Arkansas. Arkansas. What happened to the, the beach? The of hell. What happened? And I'm like, and one dude said, hey, yeah, Arkansas, isn't that where they invented the toothbrush? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like everywhere else we call it the teeth brush. The teeth brush? <laughs> I'm like I'm like come on. I said y'all can diss me but y'all, y'all haven't seen it and, and you know, you've been there. You yeah, it's, yeah, just, it it's gorgeous. The people are amazing. And now I mean we're we're like seventeen years in the wake. Looking back in the wake, you know, with a boat, when you go somewhere you look behind you and you can see where the wake was. Yeah. And you can just see God's fingerprints on all of it. Yep.
1: Including yep. our relationship. Yeah, I mean, God absolutely. brought us together. Absolutely. When we went out there, we, uh, we went out there, we did, some, uh, we did some church events, we did some rehabs event. You have a home out there as well yeah. for, hope for like a hope movement for yeah. like, uh, people that are coming out of addiction, a woman's home. Yes. And just real like hands on. When I was with you out there, I just saw the Jesus ministry. Mm. You know, first time meeting, just kind of cruising around with you, just seeing how you're interacting with people and how people, the church was alive. The, yeah. the church was alive. I it just I felt like at, like we were at home in this place because we were. It was just like minded, Holy Spirit filled so much. Um, just the Jesus ministry, and then we got to meet your family, yeah. your daughter. Your, oh man, your daughter had a cool moment out there as well. That was we got that on video too. Dude, I I just got like choked up. I talking. I know it yeah. was it was God's just working. it was just the way God just orchestrated everything, and just to be a part of what what He was doing. We got to baptize people in your church, yeah, and. Uh, just uh, people just getting changed and transformed and getting saved and yeah, yeah. just like, awesome, awesome
0: stuff. We're getting wrecked for Jesus, and what's so funny is on that trip I didn't know you either, so I'm we're kind of looking at each other, kind of trying to figure out what everybody's about, you know, and head and son, you're the there, and, and but it was like it didn't take long, and I was like, boom, it's like we realize we're brothers. Yeah, like like when you have that brotherhood, you, you just I mean, you just start clicking, and we, we're passionate about the same things, and we just keep it real. Exactly, and that's the key. I mean. Jesus is attractional. When people understand Jesus, mm-hmm. man, he, people came to Jesus. It, the problem is, is when we get in the way mm-hmm. and then we give Jesus a bad name, you know, and that, and that happens so many times in, in, I, I think it breaks the body. How,
1: how, how do you see that uh, happening when, when people uh, break the connection to Jesus? I
0: think when we try to be too, too much like culture, you know, we try to, to, you know, the word of God that says, you know, be in the world but not of the world. Right. And so when we get in and we're trying to be, I, I think if, if a pastor or even leaders, and, and I have to fight against us, we're not trying to be cool. We're never trying to be avant-garde or try to get attention. What we're trying to do is things that will reach people for Jesus. Right. So when we, we talk about that, if you're doing things for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. and, and on social media is really, I think it's hurt. I think it's hurt Christianity a lot Mm. because you get people that say one thing, but by their actions, they actually deny what they just posted. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, I don't, I think it's a big challenge. How do you see that playing out?
1: Um, how, well, I, I think that people just misrepresent Christ, Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, yeah, put them in a bad light and just the way you, you, people can carry themselves. Um, and I mean, we've seen just a lot of stuff happening in a culture where, you know, like, you know, a lot of these pastors and leaders are doing sketchy stuff they're doing then,
0: sketchy stuff or, 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 but they're using
1: god's name yeah. as like you know be a part of this church and this and that and it's just it's just human nature and and, yeah. and we know that satan he's come to steal kill and destroy and what he wants to do is he wants to come and and destroy the the work of god yeah.
0: i tell people all the time satan doesn't care if you're the worst sinner drug dealer pimping, yeah. whatever if you're if you're that that's awesome or if you're so religious yeah. that you you you're so so caught up in rules and regulations that you turn out you're flipping everybody off, mm-hmm. and the church like you have the only way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the church has this bad rap of hating, like the LGBTQIA community. If you ask them about Christians, they, they're going to talk about hate. Yeah. Jesus was never about hate. The people that he got mad at were the churchy people, the yeah. religious, people. The religious and people. And so the challenge with that is is for us, man, we don't condone sin. If you're condoning sin that's not good either Absolutely. but we're gonna, we're gonna make a decision to love people first listen to their story yep. and then look for an opportunity for them to ask us questions to share Jesus
1: yeah because if once we start sharing Jesus then we could talk about forgiveness of sins <sighs> get the the Holy Spirit well, if they can accept Christ they can receive the Holy Spirit and that's when the transformation process
2: hundred percent
1: but I think a lot of people will just hundred yeah. percent'll They'll just say, "Oh, well, you know, you got to give your life to Christ, and you just got to quit everything." It's yeah. like you got to get cleaned up. Get cleaned why don't up. you start by letting them know that God loves them? Yeah, and He wants to forgive them. Yeah, and that's attractive. Right. Then they'll receive Him. They'll ask Him into His life, and they can receive the Holy Spirit, yeah. and then they're turned on. Dude. I was, I had this uh, this lesbian coming to our. She was actually married, mm-hmm. coming to our church for a while, and I remember seeing her. And she came up. She looked full on, like you know, like 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 you know, like a guy. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, oh, cool. What's up? How you doing? I knew she was a lesbian and she's all I'm so and so I'm like okay that's cool you're starting to come here she's like yeah I'm coming here and anyway and then I was kind of like oh are you gay and she's like yeah she's like I'm married to a woman I'm like okay cool I go hey I'm so excited that you're here keep coming to church Mm -hmm. and then a couple weeks she kept coming every week and then finally she one week and she's like hey I'm getting a divorce and I'm like Oh, I'm like, well, what's up? She's like, yeah, I'm just getting the first. She goes, but I don't like guys. I'm like, hey, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here to be in I don't care if you like guys or not. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm just excited that you're still coming to church and hanging yeah. out. I go, actually, why, hey, let's go come up with the crew. We're going to go get burgers after at Applebee's. Yeah. So I started bringing around all the Hooster crew. We started hanging out. Next yeah, thing yeah. so you know, one day she was in church. And she was going to church probably for like six months to eight months, okay? Come on, come on. And then all of a sudden, one night after like I think it was like a worship like the end of worship night mm-hmm. or something, or it was like a prayer and worship night, she comes up to me and she goes, When I was at the end when you when you were opening up for worship, she says, I just felt like the Holy Spirit said this, this, and this. She goes, I repented, I gave my life to Christ. Come and, on. and she was just bawling. Come on, guys. So after eight months yeah. Yeah. of just going, hey, just like, Jesus, come and see. Just yeah. come and just, just be here and see what God wants to do. And I never force it down, even yeah. though she was fighting. I'm a yeah. lesbian. I'm married. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting divorced. She's like waiting girls- for you, by the way. She's <laughs> waiting for you to kick back or tell her to get exactly. out of here. You know
0: what I Because mean? that's what she's used to.
1: Exactly. But you didn't do that. No, I didn't do it. I just. Yeah. And, but most said. people... Would be like, hey, you can't be married. Yeah. You got to get divorced. You got to change. They want to play the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, we know what sin is, but like, what about the grace? And what about the, the, the letting God do the work in her life? Because when he does it and it's the right time, boom, he shows up. People get wrecked And people get saved
0: What I always tell people is God does all the heavy lifting You know I can't change me I can't change myself I gotta have the Holy Spirit of God Let the Holy Spirit do his job Turns out the Holy Spirit's really good at his job He's actually extremely good. <laughs> Last night, we were at we were at a pool hall. We're hanging out. Oh, we're yeah. drinking water. And we have this, where there's three of us, you know, we're with the whosoever boys. And, and there's this guy. We wave him over. Lucas waves him over. And, and he plays pool with us. He's dropping F-bombs. He's starting to say GD. He said JC. And it started getting me a little edgy. But I'm like, <laughs> man, we just got to. I'm okay with people cussing. Because if they don't know any better, what are you going to do? I just don't like it when they take God's name in vain. So I'm like the, struggling. I don't like the JC. Man. I don't like the JC word. You know, when you're using that inappropriate. Really. but what we started talking and he, he made this comment he goes man all i do is work and i do drugs on the weekend and i'm like and i thought i, I was like did i just hear this kid right and he said i said say that would you just say he said yeah man i work hard but on the weekend i just do drugs and i just said how's that working for you mm-hmm. and and i think it caught him off guard and i wasn't being rude <laughs> i wasn't being mean yeah. i just said how's that working for you and and he says well you know and i'm like Okay, but but what happened? <laughs> that. and How We kept playing on.
1: pool. We didn't stop. I didn't yeah. tell him repent. You're going to hell. You yeah. you, you know. But you, you made him fake. How's that working? He's like, not, not so good. Actually, yeah,
0: yeah. And and so you know, two beers into it, he's drinking beers. We're just having water. We're just chilling again. And and then God's working. And then so finally, we get done playing. And I'd like to say we let him win. But we didn't. He did beat us. He he he, he beat me and Daniel. It's so all the that, drugs. But yeah, I don't know. He's a <laughs> hot. No, but but the whole point was we had this conversation, and I just I said, man, I said if you could ask God anything to do something in your life, what would you ask Him to do right now? And he's like, God. I said, yeah. He goes, interesting question. I said, okay. He said, I used to follow Jesus. I said, okay. You don't anymore. He's like, well, I kind of gave up. I said, why? It turned out his youth leaders had an affair. And there was two couples that had affairs and, and it just decimated him It decimated the church He was 17 And so he said, if that's God, I don't want anything to do with it And uh, and it was so crazy Because when we talked to him, he said, you guys come here often and I said, this is our first time here And and then we said, do you come here? And he's like, no, this is my first time here And so, and so I put that kind of in the back of my mind I said, like, God, you're doing something And then as we started talking more and more I said, you know, that wasn't God Those youth leaders, they made mistakes right. People make mistakes we all You know, do. We've all fallen short of God's glory but god has never left you in fact i said he's still pursuing you i said i think the reason that we're here right now is so that you could remember and see who god is and that he still loves you yeah. even in the middle of your 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 mess that you're in right now god loves you he he he's for you he's not against you yeah. and that wasn't him and long story short we just got to talk and he's he got real serious real real quick and and started to sober up and we just i said man how can how can we pray for you and he said i just i need guidance Mm-hmm. and so me and the boys we just huddled up and prayed for him and uh, got his digits man we're going we're to see what God does going to connect him with the church here in Boise and that's just but see the thing is we want to clean people up instead of just showing them God's love and letting the Holy Spirit do his work
1: and I'm going to stop right there because we're going to go to break and I believe that was a total as you know that was a divine was a God moment God God Brought you guys at that time to reach in and reach him right where he is at. Yeah. And that's called God's grace and truth. Love you, spe- you shared truth with him. You let him yeah. know that God loved him and he had a plan for him. We're going to go to the break in two minutes. Don't forget to go to whosoevers.com, Check out our YouTube and get all the past radio shows. We'll be back in two minutes right after the break. Peace.
0: More of The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your
1: questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook.
2: Over the past four years, an astounding 51,000 students from seven states, five countries, and 183 schools have responded to the gospel message because of the Whosoever's Kill the Noise tour. Living in today's world gathers as much information in one day as a 15-year-old 80 years ago would have gathered in one full year. Do you realize the youth suicide rate is at an all-time high? Listen, in the next 24 hours in the USA alone, 1,439 teens will attempt suicide. Every 100 minutes, a teen takes their own life. 2,795 teenage girls will become pregnant. And 15,006 teens will use drugs for the first time. The increasing amount of noise bombarding our students daily is destroying their minds and souls at an alarming rate. For this reason, the whosoevers kill the noise tour is a necessity.
1: All right, dude, we are at the Kill the Noise Tour. We're in California right now and it's about to pop off. We're getting everyone ready. We're gonna pray and then uh, basically the event's gonna start and we're gonna see all kinds of kids come to the Lord. It's gonna be sick.
2: is to reach as many students as we possibly can with the message of the gospel. This is no easy task. We need kingdom builders like you to join us in this battle against the ever-increasing noise that surrounds the lives of these students. Please consider helping us expand this mission by partnering with the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour. Thank you for empowering future generations with us.
1: Now back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back in studio with Greg Burst from Lake Point in Arkansas. So is there is there a lake close by? Because I know you you live yeah, on a lake, man. Bro, dude. We, we never are, went though. I know. Well, we went down to the dock. I don't know if
0: you we walked did, down. Did we you did. walk down? I with walked
1: me? down I walked. We had,
0: we had we were trying to get you guys out there surfing. I mean it, in in hot springs, it's all about the lake, fishing, surfing, hunting. Killing lots of animals, we like to do that. Everybody has a gun on them, um, and, and then there's a lot of horse racing. So there's gambling. We just got a casino. So our work has increased. There, as, there, as, as there's Jesus a followers. lot of offer. There's a lot of
1: opportunity for the gospel. <laughs> My gosh. All right. So let, let's go back to some cool stuff that was happening out there, or yeah. what's been happening. Because again, your church is thriving. You're bringing in. It's like the Jesus ministry. You you got. You got the common folks. You got the blue collar. Yeah. You got the people that are coming off the street that are struggling with addiction. Yeah. You got a home that is uh for uh, from uh, it's, a, it's a it's a rehabilitation home where you you disciple them. Yeah, you get them off the street wherever mm-hmm. they're at, yeah. and then back out into into the workplace. The hope movement. Yeah, yeah. The hope movement. Yeah, just just talk about a lot of cool stories. Man, so that, so
0: they, here's just a concept that we have is like church is 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 not it's not a building it's it's the church is a who it's not a what so if we can understand that and the shift that we've tried to do the shift is getting in people's mind that they are the church and so what we want to do is be like a hospital that brings in people that are hurt that are struggling and then and then we bring them into the hospital and they get well but when they get well they don't they don't just go out they go out changed And then they become a part of the hospital. So in the hospital, you have to have doctors and nurses. Someone's got to clean up the vomit, right? Right. So we're all part of it. And everybody's got a role to play. And then our goal is to bring more people in that are sick, that are hurting, and let them let them let Jesus come in and heal them. Yep. And so that's caused us to do things that are not normal. You know, we're known in Arkansas. We we used to back in the day there was a season where we did MMA fights, and I'm talking full on like you would see on TV in the parking lot. In the parking lot. In fact, we've had we've had the largest MMA fight in Arkansas history on our park line. We, we lost track. Three thousand people and people came. A biker gang showed up, and we, it was a free event. We told them bring groceries to help our our downtown friends, which is our homeless population, yeah, yeah. we had to kick one guy off of the uh, off of the uh, out of our out of our place. And it was a dude waving a floppy Bible and he was telling people to turn or burn. No
1: way. Oh, dude.
0: so I'm at a ballet with my daughter because the same day is daddy daughter dance. And so I'm doing the daddy daughter dance. And I get a phone call. Hey, Pastor Greg, there's a guy here telling people they're going to hell. And and people won't leave because it's a free event. So they're on ringside seats. Right. And so they're like staying there and they're waiting. And he's and we've asked them to leave. He won't
1: leave. I said, Well, just tell our audience. So officers. you have a you have a church event outreach, outreach. and then this other guy decides to come. Come be commandeered, an, uh, 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 an evangelist. Yeah. At, at a- an event that's already done by a church yeah, from that, another church dude and he's dude, smacking his doesn't they don't build on another man's foundation oh,
0: man the bible <laughs> and i wouldn't have cared if he was telling if he was loving them yeah. but he's slamming them yeah. and so and so i, I said hey we, we got police officers because we knew we were going to have probably could have some issues of course yeah. but not from the christians yeah. or the so-called <laughs> and so the dude goes up and in the my police officer friend she's a lady who, who's still a friend of lake point to this day she goes up and says excuse me sir we've got the we've got the the preaching handled." and she puts his hand and he pushes her hand i said don't touch me, she grabs him, throws him on the ground, coughs him. Are you serious? Bro, and I'm in a ballet. This is like this is like two hours before the fights. And then everybody fight, fight. Listen, everybody thinks that the pastor, they think I got taken away. Oh, because i the, the so, preacher. so word on the street on social media, pastor just went to jail, blah blah blah. So I'm like, oh snap. And so I get there to the event, I change clothes out of my tuxedo, daddy-daughter dance. I got my stuff on, and I'm out <laughs> there, and they're like, hey, everybody thinks you're in jail. I'm like, well, we got to stop this. So what happened is I got in the ring before the fight began. wasn't going to do this. Uh, and I just said, hey, guys, listen, I'm Pastor Greg. There was an incident that happened earlier. There was a guy here telling everybody they were going to hell. Listen, we believe hell's a real place, but we believe that God loves you enough. And he sent Jesus to save you from hell. So our message is different than his message. Hell yeah. is real, but we want to tell you about a God that sent his son that didn't tap out that went the distance and, and he conquered our sin for us and he loves you. And I said, furthermore, I want to apologize to any church yeah. out there, s- any s- so-called Christian that hit you over the head with their Bible and flipped you off and told you you were going to hell and made you leave the church. And if that's you, I'm sorry. And I just did an apology like the Holy Spirit just put it on me to apologize yeah. for the church. Yeah. And I said, we have a prayer tent because what we did is everybody that came got a backpack with a Bible in it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I said, i got a prayer tent over there. If you need prayer, I'm going to be over there. I'd love to talk to you. None of that was planned, bro. But because this guy got kicked off of our campus for, yeah. for waving the floppy Bible, yeah. people came up in tears saying thank you. Dude. I was hurt by this church. Moms and dads just came up and going, "I thank you for apologizing." Man, I you know, I this happened, that happened. Stories that you would just not believe. Well,
1: well you guys are in Arkansas. It's like the Bible Belt, right? Yeah, So yeah. there's a lot of uh different Bibles. There's like cults and stuff as well because I know in in in, yeah. in Idaho too, there's there's a lot of all these different sects of Christianity and cults. It's and-
0: really like like you don't even have to have a cult because you have some churches that are so religious. I had a dude that came to our church that was all, he had full sleeves, he had gauges, he had his head shaved, he wore a wife beater and cut off shorts. And and he said, I've been trying to go to church. The last, I, he said, before I came to Lake Point, I prayed to God. And I said, I love you, God, but, but I'm trying to go to church. Every time he went, they would ask him to leave. Really? He said, we went to one. They said, you're not welcomed here. I'm like, what? He said we went to another one. They didn't say anything. They just looked at us. We knew we weren't welcome. He said, "So this was the last time." I said, "If anybody says anything about my tattoos, my gauges, the way I dress," he said, "I'm I'm I'm done with church." I said, "So what happened?" He said, "Well, I came to Lake Point. Someone said something about my tattoos. They said they liked them." (laughs) I said, "Welcome home." I said, "That's what's up, homie." And so God, I mean, the thing is, if we can lead with love, if, if there's Christians watching right now. If you can lead with love, Jesus' love transforms people. Yeah. The law doesn't change anybody. The law's job is to expose sin. Yeah, exactly. It's a curb. It's a mirror. It's a guide. Yeah. So if we don't know who, who who God is, like I've never had to tell a sinner you're a sinner. Yeah. I talk to drug dealers all the time. I don't have to tell them what they're doing is wrong. Yeah, yeah. They know it. <laughs> and, and so like I talk about, I don't talk about it's their true. sin. I talk about God's love. Yeah. And like you know, when you talk about Jesus, Jesus was rad, man. He he related to the people. People wanted to come to him. He wasn't hurting people. He, the people he got mad at were people that were hurting his people. Yeah. yeah. Those whitewashed tombs that yeah. were telling people to do—they were telling them to do stuff they weren't even
1: doing. You know, yeah. follow the law. You got to follow the law. Yeah. yeah. You, no, know? you know, it's the it's the it's the attraction. It, that's the attraction of the of the gospel. Yeah. Is that God so loved the world that He gave His Son. That whosoever believeth, whosoever and baby. you just gotta continue the love and it's, repent- it's repentance repentance yeah. is the key to the relationship yeah yeah but it's you got to engage with love or it's like almost like hey man you're a dirty sinner you need god you're like nice to meet you yeah, exactly <laughs> how, and, and then they say it angry you're like yeah. i don't want to be like that how person. About, how about hey nice to meet you man what's going on what's your yeah. story and yeah. then Hey, there's a guy who loves you, and guess what? You could get forgiven, and you could do it through repenting. But you, everyone likes to jump the gun, yeah. And it's yeah. you know, it's not everyone, but and I was just actually, uh, it's funny. I was just at a, um, so we go to raves sometimes, and uh, my friend they do a ministry, and I've had them on my radio show several times. They're called um, Plur, uh, Minish, Plur Ministry, Plur uh, Ministry, Peace, Love, and Unity, or something like that. But it, they're a rave ministry, and they're moms. They're moms and dads oh, wow. that go to raves, and you know, these raves are like 80,000 people, yeah, 100,000 people. And they go, there's campgrounds, so they'll, they'll plant themselves in the campground, and it's all mom and dads yeah, yeah. that go there, and they have like cell phone charging. It says bad dad jokes. <laughs> uh, you know, they, have, they give like donuts or whatever, and they have drinks, and they sit there. And as the kids are coming and going in the music festivals, they come in waves, kids come over, and they, oh, and it says free mom hugs. Uh, that's their thing free mom awesome. hugs, bad dad jokes.
2: That's awesome. Or dad
1: yeah. jokes. Yeah. And then you know, dad jokes are yeah, bad, obviously. They're always bad. So anyway, these kids are coming up, and they're, you know, they're hugging them. And then all of a sudden, like conversations happen, and they'll start crying because they got a hug from a mom that they wow. didn't have. Anyway, long That's story awesome. short, they're praying with people, the whole thing. So me and Daniel, we weren't down there. And we, we, we show up at the, at the rave community every once in a while to yeah, these yeah. campgrounds. And we were there for a while. But then I started walking down the street. And we were, we were going down the street towards the rave. And then there was another group of people. Like on the other corner, so uh, basically about no. I don't know three minutes walking, I, know what you're I guess. About to say. And and they're separated. So one corner's the rave moms that are loving, actually mm-hmm. interacting with people, praying with people, yeah. and 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 praying and doing the whole thing. And then we go to the other corner, and then these guys all had signs. And you already know I'm going with this. I know where you're going pet, You're going to hell and you're dude, going to hell, dude. There was a guy. I have a video of of the guy. The following weekend they were on the corner. So these guys were just saying a bunch of repent crazy stuff and like, no love, just yeah, just, just hate. Breaking the law. Breaking yeah, yeah, the law. yeah. Then the next guys, the next weekend, they were like, look at you. And I have video, audio, I have video footage that the rave mom sent me because they were filming them. Oh, man. And the guy's like, look at you. What are you doing here? And the guys, this is the pastor. <sighs> Dude, what is this going on? So yeah. anyway, that's not the way you reach. I've never met anybody
0: that was judged into the kingdom of God. It's not in the Bible. The judging part, that we just somehow think that this is our job to be the spiritual police. When did we think that we were better at this than the Holy Spirit? Yeah. At what point did we think that our way is better than Jesus' way? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty prideful, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so this challenge. So we've just tried to keep it real, and, and, and we got a bad rap for it. Some of the things that we've done, our, our mantra is like, anything short of sin to reach people for Jesus. Mm. So we can't be sinning. You know, I can't go into the strip club and say, well, I'm in here giving dollar bills, helping strippers. That ain't working. That ain't the right thing to do, okay? We can't go that route, but we could be outside of a strip club yep. loving people and, and, and sharing sharing God's love in, in, a, in a real way. You know, and, and so we've done stuff to try to help people. And if they want out of that lifestyle, especially the ladies, man, God has really given us a heart to help women, women coming out of addiction. We have the Hope Movement House. Mm-hmm. It's designed because what we found out, like, like man, I did a lot of things that were bad growing up that, that I'm not proud of, but I never really got into drugs. You know, yeah. that's where our stories are different. Yeah. I tried to smoke weed one time. It didn't work out. I just, I couldn't figure it out. It just was, it, it, it didn't work, <laughs> yeah. and, but I've never, so I've never done drugs. I was always involved with sports, so I use that as an excuse, yeah, yeah. but everything else, I drank like a fish and went all the wrong direction and a lot of things. But what the Lord started doing is drawing people that had been in addiction to our church, yeah. and pe- because we talked about keeping it real, what's yeah. it look like, man? We want to keep it real at Lake Point. Come as you are,
1: yeah.
0: but leave different. Yeah, yeah. Leave I changed. like that. Come as you Come are, as are, but you leave are,
1: different. Leave different. That's amazing.
0: And, and so, and so, what happened is we started getting these connection cards where people were saying, "Hey, pray for me. I'm 21 days clean." And, and at first, I'm like, "Clean? What? they had a bath? What is this?" <laughs> you know. But of course, you know, I started catching on. I was yeah. like, "Okay, <laughs> I pray for my wife. She's struggling with meth. You know, meth was a big issue." When we first moved to Hot Springs, and then yeah. it went into, it went into it, it, all the hydros and the uh, oxys and all the, yeah. the Adderall, and it changed pretty quickly. Right. Now we got this fentanyl issue, and we're working with our judges, Adderall. our police, trying to get this fentanyl thing, you know, oh, get a grip on it. But but what happened is all these people came through, and God was bringing them, and we said, What do we do with them? You know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I met a lady, and she got saved, and, and, and she was an addict for 20 years. And she was all excited because she had a miraculous, miraculous experience where God saved her. And she went to, she'd never gone to church, but her grandma took her to church when she was little. So she went to that country church and told them what happened. The pastor told her, We don't have addicts at our church.
1: No way.
0: Could you believe that? That's amazing. I'm like, ah. And so she left, and she didn't go to church for the longest time, but she knew that God saved her, that God delivered her. Uh, her, She made a call to her drug dealer. He didn't answer. She made the second call to a friend that did drugs that got clean and loved Jesus, and they came and picked her up, and and she got saved. So they passed our building, and we used to have this spiky-haired dude that had an Osama bin Laden t-shirt on, and, and he's a big poster on the front of our church. And on the other side, we had this beautiful family, three and a half kids, nuclear family. So we got this punk rocker and this nice family, and it said, afraid you won't fit in, come and see. That's so
1: awesome. And so we
0: had this crazy thing on the front of our thing, and her daughter, her daughter was a teenager said, Mom, I, I bet you could go there. Yeah. So she emailed me, and she said, am I going to be welcomed? I said, 100% you're welcome. I want to hear your story. She told me her story. So her name was Bonnie. So I connected with Bonnie, and I gave her these cards, and I said, Bonnie, I don't know what to do with this stuff. Uh, these people that are, that are just they're struggling with addiction, and, they, and so I said, take these cards and call them and pray for them. Would you do that? Yeah. She's like, I'll do that. I'd love to do that. Next thing you know, we're figuring out how do we help them. What That's do we do me. next? Yeah. And and that's the birth of the
1: Hope Movement. And that's how you started with all of that. So you were
0: there. You got to go to the Hope Movement. These are amazing ladies. They get out of rehab. And what happened in our city is you get out of rehab. Some of it's faith-based. Some of it might not be. But they don't have a place to go that's safe. So they go back to their boyfriend or their girlfriend. They go back to the old dysfunctional family. They go back to the – it's people, places, and things. The nouns in our life really dictate who we are. And they didn't have good nouns. So they went back to the dysfunction. They come to church for a week, maybe two weeks, and we'd never see them again.
1: Exactly. This this is common. So, so.
0: So we're like, something's got to give. And so what the Lord was showing us is that we needed to have a place for them to live, a place where they could stay that was safe. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We need food. We need shelter. We need love. These these hierarchy of needs. They're not getting those met. They, there's no way they're going to make it. Exactly. Because they're going to go back to what they know. That's all they. Know. They're hustlers. They're used. The way they've survived is by hustling and by manipulating. So God showed us this vision of that movie. D- did
1: I meet that lady? Because I think she yeah. was there. That yeah, was her, right? Did. She was yeah. the older lady. Yeah, the
0: older lady, absolutely. That's that's Miss That, yeah. that was her. I remember. Highly involved still to this yes. day. Yes,
1: yeah, she's still there. That that's, I remember the story. That's she told me. Yeah, we were there, and I remember we showed up there and we showed up to the house, and then all of a sudden, uh, Sonny was ahead had to do an interview. Yeah, and Sonny was doing something. We took
0: him to the school. I, I well, we, we were kind all of there. Split and then all of a sudden, I heard
1: yeah. you guys are gone. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was going like, oh man. Yeah. they went to the school <laughs> so then they're like i thought you got oh. left yeah that, and like oh they went to the school so now i'm here with that lady's house which well, whatever it's fine i've spoken at a lot of uh women's homes and stuff yeah and then they're like well you know you're gonna speak to the women's home," so i'm just thinking what am i gonna say to these women right now so i remember going and using the restroom and i was sitting in there and i was just like okay god like you know what like what do these be, what do these girls need to hear how yeah. can i just kind of tap into what's what's happening and he just brought the story of the um uh, of the woman that was brought to Jesus, that was caught in adultery, yeah. and how you know he—he he basically they brought her. That's geez. a scandalous story, by the way. You I know. know that? Like, ca- I know. Most
0: theologians would say they probably brought her naked. They caught her in the act. With the, the act. word of God, and I'm always like, "Where's the dude?" Exactly, because he's under the same Levitical law. You know, he's know. supposed to be Where's stoned the dude? too.
1: Where's is the see dude? That culture. So they bring her and they're throwing her to the wolves. Yeah. And here she is, feeling guilty and ashamed yeah. and naked, and maybe yeah. naked. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah. And Skinny. and but then Jesus, the thing that stood out to me is Jesus's grace. You know, Loved he obviously it. wrote the you know what he wrote in the sand and everyone got key. convicted or whatever and started taking off. Yeah. But then he just looks at her and goes, you know, woman, go sin no more. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not going to yeah. judge you. you goes. But well, the cool thing about that is he says, where are your accusers? Yeah. Have they all gone? Is there no one left? But but
0: his words were, he who has no sin, throw the first stone. So the only one standing there that has no sin is who? Jesus. It's Jesus. So he literally could pick up the rocks and start throwing them at her. Because by his own words, he has the right to do that. But he doesn't throw rocks. No. He He throws love
1: out. He throws his grace. But
0: he does say go
1: and sin no more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so that's the key for the church. Like if you're here and you're religious and you're struggling, like maybe you found yourself yelling at people. Maybe you were holding the picket sign. The picket sign never saved anybody. A sign that says God hates is not going to save anybody struggling with an alternative lifestyle. Yeah. I've seen it. I I mean, I hate that. I've seen people, so-called Christians holding those. And, 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 and so what does save them though is, is showing him God's love and his grace. Absolutely. And that's what we saw. So that day, you're sharing this story. This is so oh, crazy what God did. Oh, yeah. At the that, the house.
1: Well, at first, it was so funny because I was like, oh, man, they all left without me. Yeah. You had said, my boy's left without me. Yeah. I'm here at this house. but You were God, being set up. I, well, yeah, God, God, <laughs> God set, set you God up. God set me up because yeah. then all of a sudden, God gave me that little that little story to share with them and I shared my heart oh, yeah. with them about that story and how God sees them because I don't know their backgrounds, but yeah. they're there because they're, they, they've been through some crazy stuff. It's crazy. And then at the end, I was just like alright cool you know well I'm gonna pray with you guys and I was like I felt like the Holy Spirit like say hey you know what start praying see if people people need some you know pray for pray see if anyone wants to give their life to Christ yeah pray for the feeling of the Holy Spirit and yeah. then pray and see if people uh, need healing through addiction strongholds footholds and yeah. then even just pray for healing so I was like alright cool let's just, need. let's just pray for whatever and see what God does Yeah. yeah and we yeah. Start, sure, I start I start praying over people you know going just praying over different things and then uh, I was like, all right. At the end, I'm like, all right. Hey, you know, God's you know, God's same yesterday, today, forever. And you know, I'm gonna just pray for anyone has phys- has physical problems. Come on, maybe your liver's jacked up. Yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like drugs and alcohol. You know, when I go into rehabs, yeah. I'm always like, and you don't know what's gonna happen unless no they clue. get a, a doctor report. Right, right. So I'm like, I'm gonna pray for your livers. I'm gonna pray for your kidneys. Yeah, you know, your your lungs, your heart, whatever the drugs damage have done, yeah. the brain, yeah. the mind. 100%. So I'm praying over all this stuff, and then I, when I get done praying um i'm like uh and then the one girl goes oh hey can you pray for my knee come on. and i'm like come on sure what's wrong with it and she's like the, she had a walker yeah and i'm like all right well yeah let's pray so i put my hand on her knee and i'm like in jesus name yeah. i just ask that you just heal her knee and and all of a sudden she lifts her knee and you hear pop you hear like a pop wow and we're all like wow. what, what? And i'm like what what was that and she gets up and she stands up and and she walks across the room, and the, on, and I, I I don't even know I didn't, I didn't even see her like walk in, so I yeah, don't even yeah, know yeah. how she walked. But the whole room were like, oh my gosh, she's walking because I guess she like she was so jacked up she couldn't walk right. Yeah, but she got up and like walked all totally the through the room. So like God just healed her D. and there was like a pop. I guess like, crack, crackle pop. But we were like it. tripping, Come and on. then and then there was this other girl, which was an ex stripper there. Yeah, and she was like. She was like, uh, I guess divorced. She was divorced. She was from Dallas, and then she was a, a stripper, mm-hmm. ex stripper. And anyway, so she had some like hip problem or something where yeah. she couldn't like bend down or whatever. So then we were just all right. Let's pray. So we prayed for her. Yeah. Boom. Her hip gets healed as well. Mm-hmm. It's just Dude. we were just tripping. And, and then yeah, I was like, it. I was like, whoa, God, this is so crazy. Yeah. Like all my friends left me. You set me up, but you your spirit poured out. They got mm-hmm. encouraged. They got wrecked by the Holy Spirit. And then even a couple got healed, not only f- spiritually, but from addictions or whatever. But yeah. God actually healed physically and just showed the power of God that he's real and he's alive yeah. to k- encourage. And you know, healings are awesome. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you see like healings happen, it yeah. just encourages all it's of these. C- and maybe they just needed to see those healings f- to increase faith they, in the room. The thing about you know it what is saying?
0: everybody Jesus healed died. Yeah. You know, even yeah. Lazarus, okay? Yeah. So eventually, he, I mean, I don't think that Lazarus is still around. So you start okay. thinking about, well, what is the healings about? My God is the same yesterday today, and tomorrow. That's for sure. And, and if we have a God that loves us, why wouldn't he? Now, I said we have to go for it. In, in fact, a shift that's happened in our church is we're always praying for healing, emotional healing. Yeah. God wants to heal our emotional trauma. He wants to heal anxiety. He doesn't want us to be out there in fear, anxiety, depressed. God wants to heal us of, of our spiritual. Man, the spiritual side. Some of us have opened doors in our life that has allowed spiritual realm that we need his healing from. we got to get rid of uh, these demons and the things that, that, that can attack us from things that we've opened doors to. And then why wouldn't God want to heal us physically? physically yeah. because he loves to show his love for his children and what i've decided is i don't have any superpowers my god has the power of the universe my job is to pray to the god of yeah. all the power of the yeah. universe and let him do what he wants whatever he wants whatever his will is and we're we're seeing people get healed and some get healed and some some don't, but it's, some just whatever don't. God's it's, do. it's whatever he wants to do and and he just he loves and his it's,
1: kids it's just being it's just being open to see what god wants to do and i i honestly think i think that we would see when I say we, just like the church would see yeah. more of of what we see in the Bible, if people weren't scared to step out by faith. Yeah, you know, because nothing can happen except through faith. But the, a lack of faith is what quenches a lot of the work of the Spirit. Because well, yeah. people are just like nervous and scared, and it's scary. Yeah. But the more you do step out by faith, as you can see in the Scripture, you see God do stuff, and and when God does stuff, you get so. On fire, your relationship yeah. grows deeper because you just want to see more and you want to go into a deeper relationship with God. There was this yeah. one quote that this pastor at our church said, uh, he, he, he's actually just recently died. But he says that his quote that they said at his funeral says, the Lord will take you as far as you will let him. Ah, oh, So good. The Lord will that, take you as far that's as... That's the
0: key. I mean, yeah. we don't realize that, that God wants to show his love through his power, through, through signs and wonders. The challenge is if we're chasing a sign or a wonder, then we're not chasing God anymore. We've, we've made that an idol. But God wants to take us. He wants to show... I always say, man, he loves to show off who he is yeah. and his love for us. Our job is to go for it. Mm-hmm. To what we, what we say, like point, we spell faith, R-I-S-K. That's how we spell faith, and, and so we've got to go for it, and, they get, and then again, at the end of the day, God decides what he wants to do, but I remember there was a time when I was praying for people that were sick, or they'd say, hey, pray for me, and I, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you, but I really wasn't expecting God to do anything, yeah. and I would never have said that, but as I look back, I just wasn't, I just wasn't walking in faith, Yeah. And yeah. now it's different. It's like, man, we're expecting God to do something. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, my sister had cancer. and We prayed for healing. We asked God to heal her and to take it away. But what I did is I stood before my church. And I said, it doesn't matter. My, my sister's going to get healed one way or the other. And what happened? God chose to take her home. Yep. So she's eternally healed. Mm-hmm. At, at first, I was like, and people are like, are you mad at God? I'm like, no, because it's up to God. My job is to pursue Him and to trust Him no matter what happens. No matter what. And, and he gets to do what he wants to do
1: alright so we have about a minute and a half left why don't you uh, reach out to people that are um, that are listening now and if they want to just go on and go all in for God what would yeah. you say to them what do they need to do
0: right now Man, I think there's a lot of people that are out there that were probably like me and you. Like maybe you grew up with some Jesus. You know, it's like the guy in the bar. He had heard about Jesus and kind of liked him and was growing up, but then something happened. Maybe you saw hypocrisy. Maybe you saw different things. And and the thing is you blame Jesus for that incident. You know, it's like at the MMA fight, people said some bad stuff to people in Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. the guy holding the picket sign that's not Jesus. And so what I would say is is that's not Jesus. Jesus still loves you. He's been pursuing you and I would challenge you I would challenge you to pray a prayer that would ask God to do something only he can do. I would say, you know, this is your chance. Give God another chance. And say, God, I need you to show up in my life. And whatever it is that you need or that you would like him to do. Maybe it's guidance for the guy in the bar. It's like, I need guidance. I believe God's going to supernaturally guide him. I believe God's going to put somebody in his life that's going to help him. And, and I, I, just, I just know God loves to answer the prayers of his children over and over again. Some of them, though, might have been like, hey, I've never followed Jesus, man. I, I'm, you know I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. Mm-hmm. Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at. He's not mad at you. He's not, God's not somebody like with a ruler ready to smack your hand when you do, like he's waiting with lightning bolts to zap you. He's a father that's waiting with his arms open wide.
1: And I'm going to end it there because this show is about the end. So with the arms open wide. Come on. Come to me all you are weary and heavy laden. He will give you peace and rest for your soul. Ask him to forgive you and to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Open the Bible, get into a church that believes and reads the Bible and your life will be transformed. I love you guys. Peace.
0: Peace.
2: This has been The Ryan
0: Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.